Essence and Target are coming to Atlanta with a free can't-miss holiday event December 13th through the 15th. Enjoy gift shopping with curated experiences featuring the best of Black-owned brands across fashion, beauty, food, wellness, and kids. Plus, hear from celeb guests such as Queen Latifah, Rhapsody, Jermaine Dupri at the Essence New Voices Entrepreneur Summit. Enter the $100,000 pitch competition and learn how to build a business of your dreams. Don't miss this free holiday event at West End Production Park. Sign up for your tickets at essence.com backslash market. Charlie Penn. Corey Murray. Um, I see, and I'm feeling away. Uh, you had some people at your house. Okay. I saw the Rihanna chandelier. Julie rolled up on me. Legit. No, like she was in the area and got my address off Trulia. Ooh, remember you stalker. Went, no, I, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I had sent her the link back when we closed. Like, look uh, at the house we closed on. She don't play. But no, it was nice. We had our first visitor, but we were not ready. Did you see my hair? I didn't see your hair, but I saw the boxes. And, and I, I knew chewing. something was up because uh, Julie had her coat on. Yes. And I was just like, and I remember, this is TMI now, but I saw right. Julie was going to be going to Jersey anyway, so I, I totally believe you. No, but I, I do like, like the chandelier. Yeah, Did you name you. her Rihanna? I named her Rihanna oh. because, you know, they say, Corey, you're supposed to have a star piece in every room. Like the I didn't rule know that. of decor is like, let one thing be the star of the room. Ooh. Right? Like the rug, the couch, the painting, like your eye will goes to one thing. This reminds me of a moment I remember, shout out to Ursula Steven, that on her Instagram, I remember she showed a picture of she had taken, I guess, a pair of her favorite shoes and she had them in Ooh. in glo in glo what is the word? Um put it like a encased. Encased in a clear thing Ooh. to show them off. Ooh. But they were like art. And that would became it was not a, not like an end table or something. Do that with their wedding dresses and things. Oh. You can have them turned into like actual. Put them in like a shadow box and frame them on the wall. Oh, see, you know what I mean. Like, but the piece, right? Yes. So I was looking for the star of my new home, and I wanted it to be like edgy, unexpected, mm -hmm. and glamorous. And I just thought about Rihanna because okay. there's nothing basic about Riri. Nope. And there's there isn't. Big, but that is the third version of Rihanna. Just want to let you know, real life problems. She's fallen twice <gasps> and broken. That's the third time I bought her. Commitment. We'll talk. That is a commit. We'll talk about that another we'll time talk. because um, we don't have a lot of time because we, we want it. We got to get <laughs> Charlie Pan and I'm Corey Murray. And this is Yes, yes girl. girl. And we, speaking of Yes, Girl. Mm, this episode? Woo. You told them it was coming. We got a gr whole man, grown. And now that y'all watched that last episode of The Watchmen. He's blue. And I ain't mad. I'm not, I'm not mad. mad that he's blue. He was naked and blue. He was naked and blue. The internet can I stop talking about his butt. And I'm not mad at them either. No, somebody, uh, shout out to Candace Frederick. She said, I want to applaud, or I, I'm paraphrasing, but she was like, I want to applaud all this full frontal male nudity. Hello. Yeah. And can we just talk about the most unexpectedly wonderful sci-fi black love story of all time out of nowhere? I, You know what? When he sat down and started macking to Regina King, who's playing Sister a it's Sister Knight, yes. Angela Abar, I was like, this is not going to end well. No. She no. thought he was joking for the longest. The longest time. His game, though, long. was real. Long and strong. 
Because she was I a mean, whole cop. You got to be so smooth to be a whole blue man and take me home. Take me home. A whole blue man. Blue. So what was that? Like, Dr. Manhattan Blue Man Night? Why was everybody in the bar blue? Yeah, they, they, there was a certain name for it because she was like, oh, because everybody, I guess, Dresses like, like him. But she realized it was really him. It but was when really he him. said, like, I know how many kids we'll have, yeah. <gasps> my heart, I was like, oh, my God. And, he, and the whole thing about I can't tell you right now the moment I, I fall in love with you. But I know it already. I know it already. Corey, if someone could tell you the future of your relationship, would you want to know? Ooh, you got me thinking. You know? I know people get this way about the death question. Like, if you could find out you're going to die, would you want to know? I don't want to know that. No, that's scary. No, I don't want to know. But that's one reason why I've never gone to, like, a, a fortune tale or, or anything. Like, I don't want. I just think they'll be like, it's tomorrow. And you'll be like, got to go. <laughs> I don't. But seriously, on a positive note, if someone could say, Corey, that's your husband. You got to have 2.5 kids and a dog. Oops. <laughs> Two kids and the point five is the dog. <laughs> What's a point five kid? It's fine. <laughs> a little one. A little one. An infant. No, but if someone was like, hey, Corey, here's your husband. That, you know, you're going to have this many more kids. This is where you're going to live. This is how he'll propose. This is the da da da. This will be your favorite room. You know, the things. Would you want to know? Would you want to have it all right now? I don't think I would. You wouldn't? Yeah. No. I you thought I'm about like that. A, a I, bit I did. I really am sitting here thinking about it. I'm like, what I want to know. But I think then that would make me, I would just be sitting around waiting for the moment. For it to happen. As opposed to living the moments. And I'm in a big, like, I should live in the moment phase. Mm. So I'm going to say no. But you know what's interesting? I've asked some women that before, and a few of them did say, I would like to know who he is. So I won't mm. doubt myself. Not like how it's going to go. Yeah. But if somebody was like, see that man over there? He's yours. Yeah. Or that woman. You know, as <laughs> the, the, the audience knows, you know, I'm not married. But I have I, I have a good girlfriend who told me that she sees me being married. Oh. Now I kinda, So I say all that to say, I would just like to know, like, it will happen for you. Got it. Like, I'm not looking for it, but that something has... That it's written. It's, it's written coming. for me. Yeah. Someone, actually, real talk. Someone did that to me as far as having a baby. Ooh, they told you you were going to be a mama? They told me, and um, TM, another TMI moment, but, uh, but it, you know, talk about women's bodies. Yeah. I was having a major surgery, mm -hmm. and I had to have one of my ovaries removed. And I was oh very young. It was an emergency surgery. It was an ovarian cyst eruption. Oh, my God, Corey. And I remember laying in the, the hospital bed. You know, by myself, freaking out, like, what's going on? Never gonna I must have had like a of breakdown. Course. And this doctor literally walked in, looked at me, and he said, You're going to have a kid. And he walked out. And, and I'll be honest with you, that is. calmed me down. And even over the years, I just thought back to what he said. And I just had to be like, Calm down. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And look at Jilly Bean. Look at Jilly Bean. Hold Jilly Bean. Look at that. See? So no, you're no. right. It can be calming to know. It can be calming to know. Yeah, because that to me was the most fascinating part of that whole scene. Yeah, y'all watching Watchmen? Yeah, if y'all not in Google, we I, Google the Watchmen. The Watchmen is the blackest, blackest show right now, ever on TV. Sci-fi lovers, it's for you. Do it, and you don't. And I'll be as someone who was not into the Watchmen comic book series. I don't think you need to watch it. You I mean, don't. Re, you don't need to read them to get involved. Nope. You're just going to be interested and intrigued no matter what. Yeah. So black. So woke. It's so black. I'm just going to let you know I'm going to be Sister Night for um, Halloween next year. Just in advance. 
I'm surprised it hadn't been like cosplay already coming out. When's Comic Con? Look, yeah, <laughs> I just need a reason. Give me a reason. No, but seriously, Corey, who's here? Because you say his oh, name that's so right. beautifully. We just got distracted by his gorgeousness. Yeah, yeah, Abdul Mateen the second. Yeah, 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 yeah. Although he said you can say yeah, yeah, and that's fine. Because I'm Busta Rhymes all day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Every time I see him, I just think like. Did you say that to him? I sure did. Wait, did you find? All right, y'all. Charlie has the most <laughs> crazy story where she may or may not know him. So I have to know before the fame. Before the fame, did you find his picture? I did not, but okay. I found a box with like eight thousand old like. You know those things you used to save your data on? What are they called? External hard drives? Yes. I have like eight of them from college days, so it might be on there. And you know I just moved, so I'm digging up the receipts. But I don't even know where to plug some of those old photo CDs in. Where do you put CDs? You have, I don't know. That. You need an external drive. See, I have one at home that's collecting dust for your CDs. Oh, see, I need, can I borrow it? So you can. we can find, because y'all, I went to college with Yaya. Yes. To grad school. And when I, when, I, when I met him, I told him, I think you always look familiar to me because I took your picture back in the day doing my photography thing on campus. I really think I did. And when he said he had his hair locked, I was like, yeah, that was you. That was you. Because the hair is totally different. And, how, so many, different and how many black people were at Berkeley? Like eight of us. True. <laughs> Especially in master's programs. So, yeah, you, we had a little fun with him. We had very much fun. But we let's did. go ahead and get to it because it's a whole... It's a long, epic, epic moment. Conversation. We, we, we ooh, I think it might be, can I just say real quick, one of my all-time favorite podcasts. He's, he's so delightfully, wonderfully awkward, just like all of us. Like in a funny way. I yes. love that about him. Yes. When he says, say what you said, say, say it with your chest, chest, Charlie. I was like, oh, wow. I just want to let y'all know I asked some of the things that only I could ask. Yeah. Thank you, Charlie <laughs> Penn. Enjoy, guys. Bye. Bye. What's up? We have special guests. A special guest. Someone of the universe. If you've been watching mm-hmm. the series Watchmen mm-hmm. right now. HBO. HBO. He's laughing. Already. He's laughing. Yeah. <laughs> but we, all right, we're going to, all right, spoiler alert. Spoiler, spoiler alert. Did you say spoiler alert? I did. You said spoiler. <laughs> Where you from? Because I'm from New Orleans and I say spoiler too. But My I saw you. Hold on, hold on. But you said spoiled, then you had to correct it. You said spur. So you said spoil, 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 spoil. I do that sometimes too. I'll be like orange, orange, orange. I was orange, with my family. Orange, orange. I was with my family. Yeah, you said orange, or you said orange. Um, we off topic. I just, I just, I just, no, I just, I just hijacked the whole interview. This is my interview now. So yes. <laughs> Who's here, Corey? Ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. <laughs> Forgive me if I say it wrong, but I'm gonna attempt. Okay. Yaha. No, yaya. Yahya Abdul Mateen the second. Did we get it? You know what? That's uh that's real close and that's and that's exactly how the public say it. How okay. do you say um, it? Okay. but if you ask how my name is pronounced, it's Yahya. Yahya. Yahya, yeah. So the H is not silent. Uh, everyone says Yahya. It doesn't bother me. Um, but I do always appreciate it when someone does say Yahya. So Yahya. And mm-hmm. what is that where does it come from? Uh, it's Arabic. My father's name was John before he converted to Islam. Um, and Yahya is the prophet uh, John the Baptist. Oh, yeah. look at that. Okay. See the symmetry there, John? Mm-hmm. Well, we've we're been watching. Yes. We, we, we've been deep in the watch. Okay. Well, in, is that right? Into Watchmen. Y'all caught up? Yes, yes. We have episode eight. But before we get into the Watchmen, really quickly, um, Charlie has a quick backstory. I think I know you. Uh oh. 
So, you know how you see someone, well, you won't know because you're the one on screen, but you've been in a lot of things. I watch Black Mirror, <laughs> a lot of hit big things. Uh-huh. The Get so, Down. The Get Down. The Greatest Showman. The Greatest Showman. Like, we know your face. Uh-huh. We know your name Aquaman. and your face. All right. Okay. Yep, the seats. Mm-hmm. Yes. All I'll the be things. forgetting all that stuff, all so keep things. it going. But I kept, you kept looking really familiar to me. But right. like, you know, we work at Essence, you know, and you're a whole star. So I was like, it's me. But then we were studying up on you, doing our research. Where I know you from? We went to, I went to UC Berkeley. Go Bears. Go Bears. Go Bears. Get out of here. I was there 2005, 2007. Hello. <laughs> and I was photography minor. So I was always on campus taking photos of black folks. And if you were a photographer, hold up, did you pass through uh, Worcester? Uh, no, I was at Northgate. I was UC Berkeley for grad school. So grad I was school. there, but I was always around campus wow. taking photos. So you so, saw me when I was wilding out. If you was there, you said 2005? 2005, 2005. I had, had long dreadlocks in 2005. I think I have a photo of you on the library stairs. Get out. And it's funny, when you were talking about professionalism, I was like, you were on the library stairs. Was that... Ever. Why not? Yeah, why? See, why? Would, yeah, see, sure. I'll other. take that. I'll yeah, take we went that. To college together. Old happened. friend. Yeah. Can we switch seats? I'm just saying. I'm just playing. Just playing. Situation. We got this. What do y'all call it in, in in Hollywood? Blocking. We did our blocking. No, that wasn't a real request. I just wanted to be in the middle for like a second. Oh, but well, you know, so I'm not crazy. We're friends. Yeah, we friends. We yeah, we yeah, we go way back. Classmates. No, we say. But you're a whole star. So we also just know you from every wonderful thing <laughs> well, that you've been doing on screen. I did I want to um, of course now I went away, but you found pause. something good. Oh, oh here it is. So Uh-oh. shout out to GQ Australia. But I love this deck that they wrote of you. Portrait of a trapeze artist. Oh yeah. He's worked with some of Hollywood's biggest names and Yaya. That'll work. Abdul Mateen II's overnight success has been a decade in the making. I, you know what? I'm glad that they said that because most of the time. And this is from time, two years ago, though. It's from two years mm-hmm. ago, but I'm glad that they put a decade in the making because um, I have had a really, really fast, uh, quick trajectory yeah. um, once I once I graduated school, right? And, and so it's like I got a really good job on the get down, went to go do Baywatch, took a detour to Greatest Showman, a couple other films, Aquaman, and you know, on and on and on and so forth. And it really seems like everything has happened really, really quickly. But uh, I'm always uh, appreciative of, of, uh, of, of um, when people take the time to really say, hey, this guy's been putting in work for a very long time, yeah. um, starting with taking night classes um, just to pique my curiosity, you know, 10 years ago when I got laid off or nine years ago or something like that. Yeah, I was but you say, didn't think it would go like this. Yeah, you were laid yeah. off nine years ago. So you didn't do you not work for nine years or how did that Well no well I got laid off in October of two thousand and ten. Okay. Um, I was working in San Francisco, working in city planning. Um we got laid off in October two thousand ten and then I spent two thousand eleven um taking night acting classes and auditioning for theater, for local theater. Um, so I, I got unemployment. So no, so no, I didn't work. I didn't work for, um, for about a year because I was on unemployment. And then um, plays that I did, they paid half of my rent. And my brother, he, he said uh, for a couple months that I didn't, have to, I didn't have to pay rent. So shout out to my big bro. Um, and then in 2012, that's when I got into Yale. And so fast forward that. I graduated in 2015. That was a blessing for you. Yeah, it was it one was of the best sad. things that happened to me. One of the best things that happened to me. I would have still been been working probably in city planning or in architecture or in policy or something like that. Because uh, yeah. I was I was pretty good at my job and passionate about it too. Um, but getting laid off just provided an opportunity to go and try something else. What was the gem that got you? I mean, because architecture and acting are like many day. Yes. So I um, I stumbled into an acting class. There's kind of 
two things really. One is uh, I ran track at Berkeley also for two years, and uh, we did this team building exercise at the beginning of the school year, where um, uh, they kind of they they made the underclassmen go on stage and do skits for the upperclassmen and things like that. So I go out there and I'm doing this improv exercise and I'm making fun of all the coaches and how they walk and how they talk. Everybody cracking up laughing. Next day at practice, my boy JP, he said, dude, you should take a theater class. It's just like recess. And I'm like, oh, recess? For sure. I'm about to go take a theater class. I audition. Uh, you got to do a monologue to uh, audition for the thing. Oh, that's tough. And uh, I went and I learned uh, Ving Rhames' monologue from Baby Boy. Ooh, <laughs> we get a line. Uh, that's a classic. The monologue. last line is... Um, I think it's like guns and butter, you dumb motherfuckers, or something like that. <laughs> and I just did my best Ving Rhames impersonation. I'm leaning up against the pillar. I'm smoking on a pen because I think he had a cigar in the scene or something like that. And these two two uh, white girls in the front, I mean, you know, white ladies in the front, they uh, they're the uh, the instructors, and I'm looking them just dead in the eyes, just talking to them. Yeah, it's two types in this world: it's guns. But it's they, the blackest I bet it's the like the, the blackest monologues, right? And then I I lay into him, talking about hood economics and everything. And then um, you dumb motherfuckers. And then I walked off the stage, got in the class. They say, yeah, you don't supposed to look us in the eye when you do when you when you oh, when you when you're doing auditions. Um, but that's that's how I got into it, right? Okay. So, yeah. so that was my start. And then later on, um, a couple years later, uh, I have a stutter. And, uh, and, and, and in architecture, we have to give uh, presentations about our, our projects. And so I said, you know, I think I'm going to go take a speech class, an acting class, um, so that it will help me to be better at my presentations. Did not help me to be better at my presentations at all. <laughs> but, um, but I was having fun acting. Yeah. And so, so I, I think that's when it really planted the seed after I took those couple classes. And I said, you know, that was really cool. Never knew that it was something that I could actually do. Oh, that was a real possibility. I just knew that I had fun. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until I got laid off from my job that I said, you know what? That acting thing was really fun. I think I'm going to go stick my head around that and see what I can but do. But usually with acting, you know, people, like, when they experience you and you audition, they say when you have it, like, the professionals, they know. So did you get a lot of feedback early on? I that did. you really had something special and that, Uh, Yeah, I did. Know? I okay. did. Um, you were natural. And that, that just let me know that... Um, that I was good at what I was doing or that people thought that I was good at what I was doing. I mean, I didn't have uh, low self-esteem or a low idea of myself as an mm -hmm. actor, but I didn't, I didn't know that it was possible for me to do it, you know, as a profession. Like, the people, actors were the people in the, in the box, you know what I mean? And, and I was not one of the, I was a regular, normal person. Um, a friend of mine, Marshawn Lynch, uh, who 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 went to Cal running back? Um, he was one of the first people actually who 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 broke up that idea for me because I saw him on a billboard once riding riding to San Francisco. I saw him on a billboard for something, and then I saw him on television playing football, and that's when it was like, oh, the people in the box are real people. And so, <laughs> it, I mean, it's it's it's, it's kind of yeah. funny like the smallest things uh, open up your eyes a little bit more, and, and then that's when that's when I said, oh, okay, well maybe maybe I. Maybe, you know, I can do that. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I got a lot of small seeds and a lot of encouragement along the way. But as soon as I just made the decision to, 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 to be an actor or to pursue acting, I, got, I began to get yeses at every step of the way. Wow. Yeses, yes, yes, every step of the way. How much did it, I mean, because when you hear Yale Drama School of Acting, you, mm -hmm. you know, that's Angela Bassett, that's so many great. How did that inform your acting? Yale. Yale. Taught me to be a better listener. Mm -hmm. um, taught me to not, um, that... 
uh, not to go into a project or not to read a script thinking as myself. You know, when I first got got to Yale, I had a lot of passion, a lot of natural talent, uh, a lot of uh, anger, um, a lot of uh, uh, sorrow, depth, and things like that, life experience. Um, but I was approaching everything from the perspective of my own experience and my, my own self, you know. And I remember I got my got my butt kicked working on this one scene um, with a guy who just did not think like me. You know, there was a scenario where he where I'm like, why would you stay with your girlfriend, man? You, all the evidence is right there that she's cheating on you. But this character stays or he chooses to stay as long as he can. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand that. And it, it that that it just whip it just kicked it kicked my butt. Can I? It, it kicked it kicked, it kicked my ass. Like it kicked my ass. And that kept you from being able to land the scene because you yeah, but yeah, because I was I just could not understand. And huh. so I would get I would play it as far as as far as it could go. And then when the character was supposed to go left, I kept going right. You know, mm-hmm. but the, I kept going In right. Your life, you're like I'm out. <laughs> right, I kept going right, but I'm, I, you know, I I'm I'm trying to go right, but the words that I'm saying are going left, but I can't make the turn. You know what I mean? And that's when you know my teacher, you know, taught me that you know you can't that it's not just about the way that you think. So you know, I, I learned to become more open minded and to 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 think from the perspective of a of of the characters, which is why uh, I think unfortunately, you know, we we were kind of joking around, but just listed off a lot of the projects that I've been able to do in the last couple of years. I don't know how many movies and projects that I've done. Um, I'm very confident in saying that none of those characters are the same, you know, um, and, and hopefully I'll be blessed to go up to, 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 to continue to have um, a lot of diversity in my roles and things like that. Um, and it's because I like to challenge myself and approach um, each character as the person that's on the page and eject a little bit of my own sensibilities and my humor and my experience and things like that in there also. Can I ask you, though, being that you were a new actor coming mm-hmm. in, and to your point, you your character roles have been varied. Coming into what? Coming into in Hollywood. Let's say Hollywood. Okay, yeah. And the roles that you were getting on screen were, have been very varied. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you look at a lot of uh, black actors, especially black male actors, they've kind of been, and I hate to I mean, generalized, but they've been a drug dealer, they've been the cop, mm-hmm. variations are either or, they've been the politician, they've been the, the husband, mm-hmm. but you've played such different things. Yeah. When you, did you encourage your agents to go out and find you these different roles, or were you just saying no to stuff? Like, you just kept saying no to things that were being, off, very general or stereotypical things that were being offered to you. Uh, I was really, really fortunate that my very first job was was Cadillac on the get down. Um, and uh, Baz saw me, and he shot me. I sent Baz Lerman a, a, a message about about a, about a month ago, right after I got the Matrix. Man, I said thank you so much for. Um, Baz shot me like a superstar. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Baz saw me as a superstar, and he mm-hmm. shot Cadillac like a superstar. Um, and that, and so the industry received me not necessarily as a superstar, but as a potential star, mm-hmm. as someone who had a lot of potential, um, who could really. Uh, make an impact in the industry. And so I'm very fortunate that I never had to sift through um, a lot of those roles that that um, very talented, talented actors have to sift through at the beginning of their career. Um, at the same time, when I first sat down with my agents, I told them, I said, I want to make a lot of money um, and I want to do really good work. And I don't think that the two are, um, have to, are mutually exclusive, you know, um, and so why do you want to make a lot of money? Because I, I didn't grow up with money. Mm-hmm. So it's important to me. And I know that people take advantage of artists and artists let themselves. They are, you know, we work for free 
and this is a business. So I'm 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 very much interested in um, in business. Now at the time I didn't I, when I sat at the table I didn't have no money. You know what I mean. So I'm not you know make being being financially stable is important to me right now. Um, but I've learned to 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 make good decisions and to allow that and to speak up for myself in those areas to allow that to be become something that I don't have to force. Um, but but to always um, but to put more emphasis on my art. And things like that. Um, and I told him that I, I told her that I said I want to do really, really good work. And so for a couple of years, my my word was uh, appetite. So I would, I, I would, I would chase whatever my appetite was. And and sometimes I wanted to be in purple spandex dancing and singing. And I got and I'm doing a greatest showman. Other times I wanted to you know run through walls and break things and fight. And I'm doing Aquaman. You know. And after that I went and did Handmaid's Tale because my appetite said, man, you've been in this big old blockbuster mm-hmm. popcorn movie for a long time. You need something just simple with two feet in the ground. Handmaid's Tale comes up and I, and I, and I do that. So um, I think I'm fortunate and I'm very blessed to be able to chase my appetite and to, and to ask for specific things and it's so interesting to hear you talk about the appetite for success because mm-hmm. you grew up in Magnolia Projects mm-hmm. in New Orleans. Yeah, well, Magnolia, I'm, I'm from the Magnolia Projects. Uh, then I lived there for a while, but then I moved and grew to up in, uh, Oakland. in uh, Oakland, California. Right, yeah. then to become an architect to Yale. To mm-hmm. me, you, you must have already felt so successful. And then you were like, okay, I'm bringing, I'm just raising the bar. It sounds like you just keep raising the bar in your own life. I'm curious what your attitude of success is. Like, what's your idea oh, of man. You having know, made it? Oh, you know what man. I mean? Because you've accomplished Can I just quite be a honest? bit before you even started. I went, to, I went into, like, for real uh, therapy this year. Just and, and, and a lot of the things that I learned about myself was that I don't, I hadn't really seen myself as being successful. Right. You know, very ambitious. Very ambitious. Um, I think I'm thinking I'm, I'm, I'm pretty tough on myself and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, but I had to learn to allow myself to be to, to, to celebrate my success. You know, I had yeah. a friend, you know, who forced me to go out and have a drink when I got the Matrix. You know what I mean? She said, no, when this is not a regular thing. Yeah. We're going to we're going to celebrate. You know, we're going to allow yourself to celebrate your accomplishments and to acknowledge your own success. And that helps me to be happy. That helps me to take my life to take my mind off of work all the time and to focus on my life and my friends and socializing and things like that. Um, but what's, I mean, my attitude toward toward success is that uh, I mean, I, I like to work really hard. I like to um, I'm not very much impressed with my own self. You know, um, I'm most impressed when I figure out that I can do something new, you know, and and, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and I think I'm I'm trying to chase something, um, not necessarily even something that's great. I think I used to, but now I'm just really trying to have fun and, and uh, reconnect with my family and, and, and uh, just be honest in, in my work. And I think that hopefully that that's going to, you know, make me um, make me successful. But I, I will say this. It's so important every once in a while to read to to to, to read your resume. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because everything in this, you, you know, we always have these opportunities to compare ourselves to other people, compare ourselves to other actors, other journalists, other you know artists. Um, Constantly. You know, just everywhere there's an opportunity to you know compare yourself, and and I find that. When I do that, I'm always coming up short. You know what I'm saying? I'm never, like, and I think that's kind of natural. People tend to come up short when we compare ourselves to other people because we don't compare ourselves to people that we're, quote, unquote, better or doing better than because mm-hmm. that's no it's no fun. You don't really get anything out of that. So people compare themselves to people who you know, they think are aren't you know are are doing so much better and things like that and um and the world will tell you that you're not as good as the next person so i think is um it's very important to 
read your resume and say, yeah, I got this. I did this. I did that. I did that. Cool. Let's go. I can keep on going. You know, so. You're also a whole sex symbol in Hollywood, though. That's why I'm saying you're like, say, yeah. sir, do you not see the heart emojis and <laughs> bra emojis? And, like, and how many crunches are you doing? Oh, we see you daydreaming on Instagram. You see you daydreaming? Yeah. Oh, okay. And I also love the That's clothes funny. you do. Yeah, come on. Oh, that one. <laughs> <laughs> that must be an adjustment, right? For you, because no, mean, that's fun. Because at the same time, people love um, your work and they love you. Yes, equally. that's cool. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna <laughs> give them no reason not to love me. You know what I mean? I think it's fun. Uh, I also got into acting because I love attention. You know, I'm the youngest of six. I was the youngest in my family for a very long time, yeah. um, and uh, I've always gotten attention. I, there's a part of me that just needs it, and I get it. And then I like to go off in a corner and duck off and you know just sit down and say all right all right that's good that's good i got it then i'm like man i ain't got no attention in a long time i need to go back i need that i need all that all that all that you know run me my attention real quick up next more yes girl to come Essence and Target are coming to atlanta with a free can't miss holiday event december 13th through 15th Enjoy gift shopping with curated experiences featuring the best of Black-owned brands across fashion, beauty, food, wellness, and kids. Plus, hear from celeb guests like Queen Latifah, Rhapsody, and Jermaine Dupri. And enter the $100,000 pitch competition and learn how to build the business of your dreams. Don't miss this free holiday event at West End Production Park. Sign up for your tickets at essence.com backslash market. Well, speaking of attention that you about to get, Uh you are Uh Mr. Manhattan. Episode 7. Is that what they say? That's that's the word on the street. That's the word on the street. Everybody knows now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But I got to know, all right, how much did they reveal to you that you know when you first got Watchmen, did you already know that you were getting it or was it like... No, no, not at all. I went into this knowing that, uh, knowing nothing. I mean, I I auditioned and I'm like, this, I'm, I'm playing a, I'm auditioning to play a husband. I get to if I if I get it, I'm being opposite Regina King, and then there's Damon Lindelof mm-hmm. and there's HBO. I'm like that's three wins. I'm not. I'm, let me stop asking all these questions and take the damn job because you know this yeah. it was sort of a no brainer. You know, I always said if I want to do television, I want to do high quality, high class television. HBO puts out quality, and 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 so no, I didn't know. Um, but then I found out. And then I found out, and I said, "Oh, I said two things." I said, well, I, said "I said, damn, well, that's, no, I said three. I said, man, I said, I'm, I said, okay, well, that means I'm, I'm probably have to be naked." <laughs> and then I said, "I said I'm probably gonna have to go to the gym." And then I said, "Man, I wish I would have known because I'd have asked asked for more money." Season two, season two. You know what's coming, season yeah. two. Yeah, yeah. But what we love. What you love. Charlie Penn is a love guru, but it's a love story it's a love now. Story. A beautiful. It's a love it was story. everywhere, but now I was like, oh my god, it's, it's a love, a love story. story now. Yeah, yeah, it's a love story, and um, um, I love that because it's not black about love, it's, kind it's of. black. Yeah, sure, sure. It's that black love <laughs> kind of. Well, it's yeah. like it's 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 a magical black love yeah. or like a godly black love. Yeah. You can you know you can say that. I mean, timeless, timeless, black love. timeless, godly black love, and, and I think I think you I think know? that's dope. Um, you know, I want to love someone on two planes. Like I want to meet. I was telling Corey, I want to walk in the room, know our life story, and also meet you for the first time. Oh, that's so that's that's sexy. Right? right Don't there. you want that? Like you, yeah. you just that's, that's all the feels like that. at once. 
I'm gonna find somebody to play that game you know? with. I'm like, girl, I'm gonna take you out on a date, sit you down, tell you our tell you our whole life story. The kids. Yeah, that's everything. We start beginning, middle, end. Are you that smooth in person? I hope so. Probably not though, right? Were you into comics before? Before Watchmen. Before Watchmen. Uh only because of Aquaman. Oh, yeah, okay. right, but, right. but, but before stars. that, before that, I was not into it. Like not into it. Did you read it. all the comic books before you started? Uh, I read, I read Watchmen. Um, I didn't read Doomsday Clock. Um, and then in Aquaman, I read as much Aquaman, Suicide Squad, anything with Black Manta in, in it. I was turning those pages, and it's fun. I wish I would have found it like so much. I wish I would have found it when I was younger, you know. But I, I don't know. At the same time, I was, I was playing chess. At lunchtime in high school, and I was in the debate club. I was a geek. I was still, you know, I ran track. I played, you know, varsity basketball and all that stuff too. So I was, I was, I was cool. But I don't. I think, I think comics would have pulled me down the hall, just a little bit too, too far down the hall. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Now something. Um, shout out to Sean Wellington, who's in the room. Uh, he's a huge Watchmen fan, hey, but Sean. he was he did a breakdown for us <clears throat> about like what, the many reasons we need to be watching Watchmen, yeah. and one of the things. Was the Black History that's revealed? Yeah, there's the the Tulsa, yeah. the um, Black Massacre, the, uh-huh. well, the Black Wall Street Massacre, uh-huh. Uh-huh. but also the leaflets that were sure. the, the Nazis. So, have, what else did you learn that has been revealed about Black History? Watching the watch, learned a little bit more about uh, about uh, Bass Reeves. Mm-hmm. Um, but just going back to revisit the 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 uh, the, the Tulsa Massacre, mm-hmm. um, you know, that was hard to watch. That you know, just watching that and and saying, hey, like, was it was it really like this? Because I knew about that, yeah. right. but then saying, hey, was it really like this? It's like yes, and likely worse. You know, yeah. people died. You know, and, and and we you know, this country gives it you know the name uh, we call it riots. You know, the Tulsa riot. There was nothing to riot about. You know, about about that. Yeah. People died, and so I'm really happy that our show, um, or that I get to be a part of something that does not shy away from those facts. And they say, nope, this is how it is. This is bad. This was, you know, an atrocity in our history, um, and that people. Um, if you want to watch Watchmen, if you want to watch the show, then you have to sit down and you have to watch all of it. You know, you can't you can't skip those parts, the ugly parts, the uncomfortable parts. Um, and I think it is dope that that is that it's a love story. It's a whodunit mystery. Um, it's a it, it's a it's an epic adventure. Um, and it's also a real piece of a, of, of a important history at the same time. And speaking of history, I need that cultural center tree in my life oh my god ancestry i'm like i don't want it now like yeah. i want the nut the, the acorn <laughs> yeah 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 the, i need that yeah where is that why is that not at the museum right. of black right. like that did kind of freak me out though that you could just go in and yeah but i loved it because i want to see my great great greats you right. know and i want right. to know my tree and everything that's out there right now is so gimmicky so I hope that that we're manifesting that for our future right. as Black people because it keeps those people alive. I mean, and our history is lost in a lot of places, yeah, yeah. so we need to find it in that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Versus, you know, it's just, it's unique to us in that way. Yeah, I mean, I spoke. I was looking up, um, looking at my own, my my own ancestry, um, and I I found I got back as far as my great. Great, my, my great great grandmother. Did you get pictures okay. too? No, like no, 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 no. But I just, photos. I just uh, found her name, and I remember my, I, I found her name at the around the time that my grandmother um, was was passing away. This is two two years ago, and I got on the phone with my grandma, and I was talking to her, telling her about some of the things that I was doing, and I said, "Hey, grandma, I, you know, I, I think I found mom's uh, mom's mom. We call my great grandmother uh, mom." I said, "I think I found great. I think I found mom's mom, and my mom, my grandmother wasn't feeling very well, and she said something like, "Oh yeah," and I said, "Yes." I said her name was uh, Eliza, and my grandma said, "Eliza." 
I mean, she just so much more life came into her body because yeah. she recognized she recognized that person, and I think she had lost the name somewhere. But mm -hmm. I said Eliza, Eliza, and yeah. things started to come back. And I had to imagine that that had been the first time that somebody has spoken her name mm -hmm. in eighty years. You know, uh, 80, 90, 90 years. To know what you know what I mean? And that was it was powerful. You know. Um, it was it, it, to know that I can speak her name, and it ring it have has relevance, and it, it, it sort of make make sure that she's not not deceased, you know, or not 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 gone, that yeah. she still exists because I can have this conversation and invoke her name and her spirit, you know, from side so long note. Ago. I saw um, uh, cause I have a little girl, so yeah, I saw the yeah. movie Coco, and it's all about the day of the of day. Of course, and there, yeah, and, and yeah, yeah. Thing. yeah. And every now and then, I find myself seeing, especially family members that I know that didn't have kids. Yeah, I find myself just saying their name of out course, loud. Of course, of course. Just to keep the, you know, although I don't have an altar, but yeah, yeah, yeah. there's something about that I really keeping love. Keeping them that alive, idea of yeah, keeping yeah, them alive, yeah. just by speaking their name. Yeah. What did you? Would you ever take somebody's nostalgia pills? Would you take some nostalgia pills? Oh, because that that whole thing. Was so dope for her to relive. You know what? I mean, yes. It's I like kind of want to. So my daddy uh, passed away when I was uh, 21, and this was 2000, 2007. I know the year. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, I used to think that we had a complete relationship. Well, we did have a complete relationship. I was 20, I was 21 year old. You know, 21 years old. But at the same time, I was 21 years old. Yeah. So I was still. I was talking to my cousin about this the other day. You know, kind of rebellious. I thought I knew everything and things like that. Um, and I did always feel like we had a complete relationship, but as a man, as a young man now, 10, 12 years later, um, there's so much more that I would like to talk to him about, about his life, about my life, about advice and things like that. But so I think I would like to take my father's nostalgia, nostalgia pills, but I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't. I would. I would like to, but I wouldn't do it because that's my daddy. And and if I read, if I go through his memories, I'm gonna find something that I don't want to know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just because people are imperfect. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I think I would. I would do one better, and I would take his father's nostalgia pills Ooh. because I didn't. I, because I didn't know him. Yeah. And he was born. He was born in 1886. My, oh, damn. Yeah, my grandfather. That makes sense. My grandfather was born in 1886. Oh, and um, and we never, he 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 came over uh, from somewhere in the West Indies. We don't know where specifically, okay. because once he got to the States, he stopped talking about it. And he was afraid that if he passed on his his uh, his, his history to his kids, mm -hmm. that um, that they would be that they would be taken away, that they would one be, one be ridiculed because he was he was ridiculed and like teased and things like that. Yeah. But but secondly, that they would be taken away. So he didn't think that it was safe to pass on that history. So my father grew up and passed away with a longing to know where his father was from and about his father's history. So I would take, uh, if I had the chance, I would take my uh, my grandfather's nostalgia uh, nostalgia pills, and I'd live through his life and go through his life and get a whole lot of answers that way. And if I found out stuff that I didn't want to know, it kind of wouldn't it wouldn't wouldn't hurt yeah, because true. I never met him. So it would just kind of be cool little details and stuff like that. I probably learned a lot about my daddy too from the perspective oh, yeah. of yeah. you know being a father and him as a kid and stuff. Oh, 
That's a that's a that's a that's a that's a just live her best life over again. I, mean, I like that. I you like know, that. just because it was the trauma sometimes, like you know, like you're reliving yeah. everything. So if yeah. I if someone was like, okay, that's a thousand pills, I'm keeping it. I like, would take if I had to pick a fun life. one because you got to pick one too. I would pick oh, I would pick Obama's. I pick mm. Obama because I just want to know what he did that first night. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. First night when he got elected, he walked through this motherfucker like, you know. Yes, he did. You know he was dancing. <laughs> yeah, he, you know. He didn't do no dances like he did when he did on Ellen. You know, when he went no, on Ellen. He, he kind of Everybody dancing in the box. All the black people dancing in the box when they go on Ellen. It's like they draw the box on the ground. <laughs> it's like they draw the box. It's and they do like that. You can't put your Keep shoulders out unless you get zapped or something like that. But you got to dance inside the box. When I go on Ellen, pills you take when I go on Ellen, you're going to see me too and be right there in that box talking about come to the matrix. I'm going to count too. I'm going to count. You better keep it one and two and three and four. Two I need step you to go now, around. y'all. What's up this time? Reverse, reverse. Wait, but where? Y'all better the ask lie? a question because I can there go all no day. There's no lie. You are so that, <laughs> that is correct. Very accurate. They dance in the box. I don't see a lie. Like box. It's like a requirement. But I'm just thinking about after all the cameras are gone and all the black people come up like, yo, we did that right. shit. Oh, wait, we did that. Oh, who the president? Okay, who the president? You know that's what happened. Who the president? Four and four. I think Michelle was out. I think I'm doing Obama a disservice. Obama got way too much class. He didn't do that. I think he did. He gave him a little fist bump. I think he I think he did. He probably did that after the fist bump, but you know. I think no, I think they made sure that all the cameras, they were in the safest room in there and they went it was lit. Cut off the light. All the things. Switchboards. All of it. Send Secret Service two halls down. We got you choking. Because I have a I really think it happened. It was lit. Too you can't be too sure. It was lit. He probably got under the covers. You got to hide everything. And just was, you know. <laughs> so you would take Obama's nostalgia That was Obama. Who's nostalgia Well, I don't want to be, all right, I'm going to be corny for a minute, but just, just. In the spirit of Watchmen in history or whatever. Yes. All right, I would take Zora Neale Hurston. Okay, now. Okay. And only because... <laughs> no, because oh, wow. I've always loved... My grandfather, I, Zora Neale Hurston. Beyonce. Because the whole... Look, the Harlem Renaissance. Beyonce is dope. So I don't look. think... Right. I want to be sipping, like, drinking shots with Langston. Yeah, you know what I mean? That, that whole... part of her life was just... Yeah. I get that. No, I get that. I, I would love what to I see Harlem in a Tay-Day. And Watchmen does a brilliant job of this, is the balance of, like... There's so many moments you're like, yeah. And then there's so many moments that hurt because yeah. it's so yeah. real. Yeah. And, you know, just watching her relive the pain that yeah. her grandfather went through. Yeah. I don't, you know, like you were saying, like you want to know, but you also, do you want to feel that? So, generational trauma is generational real. Generational trauma. And they touch we were talking that. about yeah. that. It's so yeah. real. Yeah. Genetic yeah. trauma, they call me. it. You don't want to ask for it, right? Right, mm-hmm. right, but, right. You know, but, it, but you also want to know. And it probably makes you, go ahead. Crazy. I was, all right, I'm curious. This might be, wide willed and if we have to cut but what part of the watchmen do you believe as far as theories what you mean so they have i mean you know you have nostalgia pills but i'm thinking because it's so science fictiony uh-huh but then the whole like the um the clones is one thing i had a whole conversation was it an argument it wasn't argue. was it an argument frank my cousin frank over there everybody asking about, about clones because i'll tell you when you were in the water <laughs> picking day. up those babies yeah. and throwing them back i was that freaking was out i was that yeah. really kind of disturbed me yeah i don't um i personally don't believe much of the fictional parts of watchmen yeah. um we don't deal with aliens much okay i got a question yeah if you can do anything, right? Uh-huh. Dodge Manhattan can do anything. Mm-hmm. He's God. He's all powerful. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't he prevent what went down in episode eight? 
Like, mm-hmm. why couldn't he help her help her help her save? Close your ears, Sean. Well, you gotta, you gotta, oh, you, sorry, gotta you gotta, you gotta, uh, you gotta watch that. So epi- you gotta learn that in episode nine. Okay, oh, so we God. get answers. I just gotta hang in there. Cause I'm like, oh, look at you, you he acting right now. He's or, like, oh, like that's very <laughs> subtle. But, uh-uh, not the blank face. God, I'll wait and watch like everybody oh, else. Man. I thought we, you know, <laughs> you thought we what? I thought we had bonded. Alumni classmates, like <laughs> he bears. was like, girl, I, thought, I, I know NDA. Get the wink or he ain't messing up my HBO <laughs> check. Right. He said episode nine. <laughs> episode nine. <laughs> and we're done. It's above me now. Is that how it goes? It's above me now. Okay. This is my favorite interview that I've ever done, by the way. So we I'm, just, that. I'm gonna put it like Thank that. You. We yeah. Thank that. Come on Thank back. You. Tell us some, a little something about Regina. What'd you learn about Regina? She called oh you the best God. work husband ever. This and she? I quote Best work husband ever? Ever. That's what's up. Um yeah, I mean I mean Regina's my girl. Uh super, super playful. Super playful, very smart, um, takes her work seriously, but doesn't take herself seriously. Um and and really really raises raises the bar. Um, yeah, that's my girl. Uh, you know, yeah. Oh, love that. Shout out to the yeah, yeah, yeah. I love yeah. it. she makes the work really easy, and I think that's why people fall in love with Cal and Angela because they're very familiar with one yeah. another. They're very mm-hmm. easy around each other. They're not. It's not. They're not forced. They take care of each other. They lean into they're each real. other. They're real. You know, they're real, and I think that's what um, that's what I like to bring to the table as an actor. And Regina definitely brings that into the room from the from the instant we had the chemistry read. I said, I walked out and I said, Wow, that was that was dope. If I could work with her, you know, you know, I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm all about it. But yeah, she's off the hook. You got that Oscar energy. Okay. Hey. And your superpowers are um, in real life. My real superpower in real life, um, I can grow a beard. <laughs> we do see my it. beard connects. That is a superpower because brothers don't they're not all that blessed. So I take that, um, but I don't I don't know what my my real superpower no, I, would that's be. That's enough. Is that enough? It's a good really superpower. Yeah, I grow up here, and I can know? also I can also just toot my horn a little bit. I can also like my, my face. The things that a person likes about me doesn't go away when I cut my beard off. If that make if that makes sense, oh, you know, okay. somebody yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like, like you know, like, okay, that's what I'm not. I'm trying to. Women say that's, that what, I'm, that's what I'm trying to like, say about myself. I just don't want to be calling myself cute. Uh, you know, just yeah. we can do it though. Okay, so you cool, don't have to cool. I appreciate that. that. More comfortable. Yeah, yeah, we could work like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's he does basically. But no, because like some people, look, some people look weird when they cut their face hair, and it's just like. Hey man, you should go that beard back. That'd be, you know, that'd be what's There's up. There's like side by sides on Instagram. You don't want to be on that hashtag. No, I don't want. Oh, I before mean, and after no, beards. no, 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 no. Unless it's in a good way. It's unless not it's just, a good unless way. Unless it just don't work. I don't want to be. No, mm-hmm. I know it's all right. No, you won't be. It's fine. No. No, you got it. You got it. Okay, that's Thank a cool you. superpower. Yeah, my beard connects. Oh. Your beard connects. Yeah, Sorry, that's, that's a superpower. It's a lot good. of us out there with it, but it's a lot of us out there without it. All right. <laughs> you gonna upset the beard gang because some hey, of them. You come know. see me. Come see me. I'll be waiting for you. How you, how you. I'll be waiting for you at the door. Uh. You know what? <laughs> you might be their president. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, we're done here. That's All right, we're done. Thing. We're hella done. Thank right, you yeah, for done. Watchmen. Thank you for this incredible first season. I appreciate it. Thank, Thank you for this interview. Incredible work. Appreciate it is incredible. You're amazing. Really, really incredible. Truly. That. Thanks to our guest, Yahya Abdul-Mateen II. Be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of 
Yes, yes girl. Such as our conversations with Rafael Sadiq, Kelly Rowland, Regina King, and Fantasia. You can check out our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, and Google Play. And while you're there, be sure to rate us and review us. See you next week. Bye.